The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is going to try to not be a beautiful disaster. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here alone. The only one here. I'm alone in the palatial, spacious Dave Campbell's Texas football studios. Uh, Our fearless leader, Ashley Pickle, is off doing something important. Um, Much more important than this show. Or at least much more important, let me rephrase, much more important than hanging out with me. I think we can all agree with that. Um, She is gone. Ishmael's wrapping up a basketball magazine. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's just me. I'm only, it's only me. So uh, we're going to attempt to survive this together. Uh, I am sitting in the jump seat, as you can see, uh, at Mission Control. Uh, Going to attempt to keep this train on the tracks. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. It might go terribly. But we're going to attempt to do our normal Friday show. And our normal Friday show is that we are going to do the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. We're going to announce the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. And then we're going to get the Mailbag Friday. And I'm going to that – is, that is the part that scares me. Not because you guys don't ask great questions. But there is a lot of – there's a lot of, like, moving parts there. Uh, and and part of the advantage of having somebody sitting here reading the questions to me over there, and I wish I could, I could just do this. Watch this. Hold on. This is. You can see there's nobody over there. It's just me. Anyway, I'm seeing if I didn't just screw up that entire setup. I probably did, but it's okay. Um, but the point is, the advantage of me sitting over there and somebody sitting here and reading your questions is that I have time to think. <laughs> I know it seems like I'm awfully thoughtless at times, but that is what is going to happen. Anyway, we're going to attempt to do that. All right, so today is Friday, October 11th, 2019, 48 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 835, 835, Jim Fragosi's at-bats in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Uh, so let's get right into it. Let's take care of some important business. Let me do that right now. Hold on a second. I have to do something... Um, Right now, I have to close the poll, the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week poll. I will tell you that if any votes came in in the last couple of minutes, it probably didn't matter because one guy ran away with it. So it's closed. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, along with Wells Fargo, and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, Texas Football.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award. Based on the previous week's on-field performance, we then leave it to you on voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes each Friday at noon. That is, let me check the clock. Yes, right now, uh, with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. So, it is my pleasure to announce 
the Week 6 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week is... This is a lot less fun whenever it's just me, because I have to click. Hold on. Oh my gosh, I screwed it up. Hold on. There it is. Abilene Cooper running back Noah Garcia. Noah ran uh, for 400, or ran for, where are the numbers? Oh, 262 yards, four touchdowns on 30 carries in Cooper's big win, keeping them undefeated. Congratulations to all the candidates. Knox City athlete Abraham Navarez, uh, Frisco Lone Star wide receiver Marvin Mims, Amarillo quarterback Will Maynard, South Lake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers, Jordanton uh, quarterback Cole Andrus, Portlock, Calhoun running back Steve Johnson, Longview Spring Hill quarterback Gage White, Orangefield running back and safety Clayson Choate, and uh, Houston Sterling running back Frank Brown. But a very special congratulations to the Week 6 Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Abilene Cooper running back Noah Garcia. Congratulations to you. Very well deserved. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff will nominate four candidates for that week's uh, for the, that week's Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. Via via, it all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your week six Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is. Again, I'm gonna have to stop doing the drum roll so that I can actually click it. Here, I'm, I'm doing the one-handed drum roll. Let's see. Did that work? Hold on. Do it. Do the thing. No, come on, do the thing. Go. Yeah! Pasadena Domi defensive coordinator Cody Blanchard. It's a matchup, in a matchup of undefeated squads, the Longhorns defense proved to be the dominant force, stymieing the explosive humble offense en route to a 21-7 victory. Congratulations to all the nominees. Clyde defense coordinator Dustin Morphis, Austin Del Valley co- offensive coordinator Vernon Hughes, and godly offensive coordinator Jacob Marwitz. But a very special congratulations to the Week 6 Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Pasadena Doby defensive coordinator Cody Blanchard. Very well deserved to you, Coach Blanchard. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. our subscription package. Two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You've heard me say that before, right? We all know this. Please become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Um, <laughs> I could say something really. <laughs> My child is sick, <laughs> which is true. But that's not why you should become an insider. You should become an insider because it's because it's fun. But if you want to, you know, maybe maybe you can help him get healthier. What a dumb what a dumb sales pitch that was. Just immediately coming out of my mouth. Uh, I'm supposed to tell you to watch Fox Sports Southwest tonight. Um, they are proud partners here, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you would like to hear more of me yammering on for five hours about Texas high school football, guess what? We've got that for you tonight. Uh, football Friday from 8 to 11. Myself, Aaron Hardigan, Coach Ken Purcell, and C.T. Steckel bringing you whip-around coverage of high school football around the state. And then, of course, it all leads up to 11 o'clock. The big show. The Emmy Award winning, the back-to-back Emmy Award winning, I should say. High School Scoreboard Live starring Craig Way, Rick Renner, and also me. So, make sure you lock into Fox Sports Southwest tonight. Uh, it will be fun. I, I tweeted this. I think if you take a step back, the fact that a major network 
does five hours of high school football coverage live every Friday night for 14 weeks. And then, by the way, dials it back to just scoreboard and a couple of other things then. And then they do the state championship games. That's kind of nuts if you just take a step back. I I know that we're all junkies here, uh, but if you just kind of take a step back, it's one of those things that's kind of weird. Anyway, it's now time for Mailbag Friday. Mailbag Friday. It's time for your Texas High School football Mailbag Friday. By the way, uh, we did have first four through the door, uh, and I don't know who they are, so I'm sorry. It's not going to count today. Um, We are going to get to Mailbag Friday. If you have questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, romance, travel, all that fun stuff. But we're going to cut it short today because I am alone. Uh, so very, very alone. Uh, <laughs> we'll go until 1230. So we'll go 20 minutes as best we can. So if you've got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, uh, all that stuff, let us know in the comments on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's Ask Questions down below. Or if you've got full screen, I guess it's Ask Questions over there. Over there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ask your questions about high school ball. I will get to them as best I can. We will start with... This is not going well already. See, this is not good. I can't even find them. All right. Uh, Daniel Agnew asks, Will Permian and Odessa decide the final playoff spot for that district? Am I And am I wrong for thinking Lee, Tascosa, and Friendship will be the top three in that district? Um, I don't think you're wrong in that. I think that, um, I think Lee, Tescosa, and Friendship are the top three. And that's, I think, what makes tonight's Lee and, uh, Lee and Friendship game particularly interesting. I think there's a fair argument, um, to be made that that is kind of, if you want to call it like a district championship semifinal, right? Because Tascosa's obviously going to have something to say about it. They have to play both of them. But I do think that Lee and, uh, Lee and, and Friendship are in that top two. Then you've got Permian and, and, and Odessa. Um, Midland took a big L last night to, to Tascos. Their own one in district play. I think you're right. I think that the winner of the big rivalry game tonight out there in the Permian Basin is going to be the, third, the fourth playoff team. I think that's the fourth seed. Um, I lean a little bit towards Permian. Odessa's really struggled to stop anybody, and that, I think, is a bad combination when you're going up against... Um, when you're going up against a Permian team uh, that, you know, I think can score. This is going to be, uh, but it's, it is also one of those rivalry games, so I think it's, you know, throw the record out the window. I don't know. I think Permian's better. I think Permian's probably the advan- got the advantage here, and that should bump them into the playoffs, that, or at least put them in a good spot. So, let's see. Other questions. Okay. Sean Burnett asks, will the Houston and Dallas teams or schools ever be competitive again, or have the suburbs taken the air out of those teams? That's a good question, um, and obviously, I, I think when you're talking about Dallas and Houston, I think you're talking about Dallas ISD and Houston ISD. I think that's fair to say, um, and I think that I think that there's a fair argument to be said that their time has passed. Um, now, uh, part of it is that there are just more resources, and the bottom line is that you know as much as it, it, it makes people tense to say. Uh, in a vacuum, the richer school will have an advantage over the poorer school, plain and simple, for a lot of different reasons that we can get into it in an off-season time. But the bottom line is that there are a lot more resources out in um, the suburbs than there are in in the um, in you know inner city urban ISDs. Now, that's not to say that they can't have great teams. 
I still think that there are some really good teams in both Dallas ISD and Houston ISD. Um, Lamar, for example, Houston Lamar, nothing stopped them. Um, I know that they got off to a rough start this year, but they are still, the, in, in my opinion, unless I'm missing somebody, the class of Houston ISD. Um, and then in Dallas, uh, South Oak Cliff, I think, is off to a fantastic start. Uh, Campbell is off to a fantastic start. Big game tonight against Red Oak uh, for the Knights. There are some really good teams. Um, and you remember, heck, um, Skyline, for a long time, when they well, under Coach Reginald Samples, was a big-time threat every single year. Uh, that's not to say they can't compete. But it does take, it feels like it's going to take one of those lightning-in-a-bottle years to get them back onto the main stage as far as the statewide contention is concerned. So there's that. Um, Bill Bullock says tonight, top Saturday night game, Reagan versus Madison. Huge seeding implications there. And he is right. Down there in the San Antonio area, that is a really, really important game uh, for how things are going to shake out. Um, I still believe that both Reagan and Madison are going to make the playoffs. I know I know, Reagan's uh, got a, a district loss. But I think when you take a look at the way that this is going to shake out, Reagan and Madison are going to be the Division One representatives uh, out of, in my opinion, uh, you know, anything can happen, but in District 276A, they're going to be the district, the Division One representatives. When you talk about that, you're talking about ducking a team like O'Connor in the first round, right? That's not what you want to do. You do not want to be living uh, with O'Connor in the first round. That's something that, that I think is, is bad news bears if you, are, uh, if, you are, if you are that team. And by the way, I know it's a small thing, uh, especially in, a, in an area that's tightly packed at San Antonio, but it, there is home field advantage in the first round of the playoffs too. So a lot on the line here for tonight uh, with Madison and, and uh, Madison and Reagan. I think that they are going to. Uh, I think they're going to be a, be a real slobber knocker. Uh, my question is going to be who can score. You know, both of these offenses have have had fits and spurts where they've been stuck in the mud. Um, I will say this though, you know, I, I think Madison's getting in. I want to be clear. If Reagan loses his game, they're one and two in district. Uh, you start to kind of squint. I still think Reagan's getting in, but I think at least it would be it would be a little bit interesting. Um, other questions. Let's go. I'm going down. Ba 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 ba. Oh, Daniel Agnew. Where's Ashley? What did I miss? Uh, she got launched into the sun. It happens. Ah, man. I j- hmm, it's tough. It's a tough thing. No, she is. Uh, I think she's off at a pep rally. Part of her. Uh, obligations to Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Fox Sports Southwest. She's off being a good soldier, and she's left me alone uh, to die here on live stream. So, hi, guys. Let's see. What else? Rusty Nicks, Garrison versus Tempson. Who you got? Tempson's a squad we haven't talked a ton about, but they've been off. Uh, they're a team that I think is, is, is super interesting in that district and potentially a spoiler. They're off to an 0-2 start, but they've played a very difficult schedule. Um, you know, Garrison, Garrison was a team we had... Very high hopes for this year. Um, very high hopes for. They've stumbled out of the gates at two and three. I think they get back on track in this one. I think that they're better than they've shown. I think they're able to get that. Um, Timpson, I think, is an interesting spoiler though. And if they want to, they, they need to start now. They're zero two in district. They need to start now. This is the win they've got to have. Um, but I would lean a little bit towards Garrison in that one. Let's see. Blah 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 blah. Other questions. Um. Jesse, L.C. Wyatt asks, Hershey versus Decatur tonight in Wichita Falls. Big game. Do you see Hershey pulling an upset if Decatur gets caught looking ahead to Springtown next week? Yeah, I think Hershey's certainly capable of doing it. Um, I think that we have, um, I think there, there are some people, um, not some people, that's, that's um, in, you know, not fair. Um, 
I think that, that there is a notion that maybe Hershey has fallen back to the pack a little bit um, without DeMarque Foster. And it's still a very dangerous team, um, specifically if that defense gets cooking. But what's going to be interesting is, you know, this game's in Wichita Falls. Decatur's got to go to Wichita Falls. Decatur, you're right. There is the look-ahead factor, but I do think Mike Fuller's going to have their boys focused. The biggest thing is that, like, you know, for Decatur, they can score, right? Roman Fuller's been great. Their offense has been really, really good. My question for them is can they stop anybody? Because Hershey's offense can hum a little bit. Hershey's not a bad offensive team. So what I want to see is can Decatur come up with big stops down the stretch? That's what's probably ultimately going to determine this game. Very interested in this one. Um, I lean towards Decatur. I think they're the better team, but I think you're right. There's some landmines there that if Hershey if, if Hershey comes out swinging, they're going to be in trouble. Let's see. Uh, Steven Garcia asks, is Comanche at Jacksboro the district championship game? Um, no. I mean, Dublin would like a word. Dublin's been great. Our boy Kai Wing has been great. Um, no. I think that this is obviously an important game. And, you know, when you talk about a district opener, but I think, I think if you want to say that it could end up being the district championship game, I think that's fair. We're talking about district 8-3-8 or 6-3-8 division 2. I think if you want to say it could end up being the district championship game, yeah, okay, I can buy that. But Dublin's going to have something to say about that. Uh, And they're going to get both of them. So I haven't looked at their schedule, but they'll probably, you know, odds are they'll get one of them at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in, I think these are two playoff teams. These are two playoff teams going at it, and that's always interesting. But I don't think I'd necessarily say this for the district championship game because Dublin does exist. That's my thought. Uh, We're doing Mailback Friday for another 12 minutes. Because um, Lance Pickle says Ashley is talking to her dad right now. That's important. Um, let's see. Caleb Thomas, thoughts on Foster tonight? You're talking about Richmond Foster. And they've got a big game against undefeated Friendswood. An undefeated team we haven't talked a ton about. But Friendswood's been mowing over people. And their defense has been nasty. It's been really good. Um, and that's going to make this particularly interesting. Now, look... I think Foster's legit. I think Foster's... They took that early season loss. I think they're back in the back in the mix. I think that they are... Um, I think they're the favorite in this one. I lean towards Foster. But we're going to find... Like, here's the thing about Friendswood. Um, Friendswood's off to a great start. And if you want to buy in, friend, buy in on Friendswood, I think I think that you are... You're well... There, there's reasons to buy in on Friendswood. But this is their biggest test of the year so far. And if the defense shows out against Foster, that perks everybody up. Not just in that district, but then you start talking about Region 3 as a whole. Very interested in this one. Uh, I think I think Foster's the favorite, but this is a big prove-it game for Friendswood. If they're able to come out and, and throw a couple haymakers and, 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 and let that defense cook, then they've got a chance to really turn that district upside down. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Ed McElroy has a long question about Fox Sports Southwest. During the live look-ins, why do the on-site reporters often not give the score? Because oftentimes those are recorded ahead of time. Those are recorded like 10 minutes before, and so they don't give a score. We will put the score graphic up uh, instead, of the, instead of that so that they're not saying, oh, it's 28-7, and then in the 10 minutes between when we actually play that, 
Um, they won't give the score. There's a touchdown because high school ball's weird. There's that. During the only show, why no score updates and commentary on games where there are no no on-site report? We do. We kind of flash around. We'll go through. Uh, we I send them a list of games in each region uh, that we would try to get to. But there's also just a lot of things flying around uh, on on that end, and we try to identify those those games that we go to are kind of our spotlight games. We want to make sure we're keeping coming back to those. But we do try to make sure we get back to all those other games. And three, why almost every week does it seem like there's an on-site report at DFW game? with little statewide interest. Uh, I disagree with that. On to the next one. Hallettsville and... Uh, Greg, Greg Veit asks, Hallettsville and Edna. Um, so Edna's very quietly 4-1. and one. Um, They have kind of hummed along in that very difficult district that suddenly is a lot more wide open now that Yoakum and Goliath have kind of struggled out of the gate. Um, this is an interesting matchup specifically because uh, the slot T is the devil. And I want to see how Edna's defense handles it. Um, if they're able to handle it, then they're going to they're be cooking. These two two teams with a combined two losses on the year. Um, I think Edna's probably the favorite. The computer has Edna as a favorite. I think I agree with that, but I think it's really close. There's that. What's next? We are going to... we got 10 more minutes in this one. Brent Holman asks, Thoughts on Graham being 100% healthy for the first time this season? Will that change your view on them if they roll IP tonight? Uh, if they roll Iowa Park tonight, then, then obviously that would change a lot of different, a lot of different things in my mind. Uh, but Iowa Park is at home, and Iowa Park is a really darn good squad themselves, and their defense has been very, very good. Now, Graham has gotten healthy, um, but I also think that, that you know, for the first game, you would want your first game against you know, to be against a team that's winless, as opposed to a team that's probably the district front runner at this point. Um, district, if you want to say that, that the district championship is on the line in this one, yeah, I buy that one. Um, but I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I think Iowa Park and Graham will be particularly interested. Let's see what else. Blah 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 blah. I'm going through. I'm trying to find some questions. Um, thoughts? Uh, Rob Esp asks thoughts on America's win last night. Uh, talking about El Paso Americas beating El Paso Franklin last night. Uh, a great game. Lived up to the hype. They had talk- We had talked about it on this show. I know they had talked about it out there in the Sun City. About how this was the biggest game in El Paso in 2019. And I think it lived up to the hype. Uh, I was really impressed with the Americas defense. Uh, you know, I think that Aaron Dumas, their star running back, is the guy that gets all the headlines. The guy that everybody talks about. But I was particularly impressed with the Trailblazers' defense in this one. I thought they played a great game. And look, they're going to be the district champion. I think that now they have the crown, pretty much the undisputed crown, of best team in El Paso this this year. Um, America's looked great last night. That was a very, very good, um, very, very good question. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for more questions. Blah, blah, blah. Tony Blaylock asks, Conroe, contender or pretender to make the playoffs out of District 15-6A? Well, that is particularly interesting. So Conroe is undefeated on the year, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm pulling up my standings right now. Where are you at, Conroe? Come on. Where are you at, Conroe? Oh, golly. I'm looking for him. Hold on. You're listening to live coverage from me trying to find Conroe on my spreadsheet. Four and two on the year. Sorry, four and two. I know that they have been, if you look at our computer rankings, Conroe has been one of the teams that has, that has overachieved its expectations the most so far this season. They have been really good. And a lot of it is that they just finally got that offense kicked into gear. Uh, they have really uh, really been good. Um, I think they're right now the fifth best team in that district. Um, 
I think that they're the fifth best team in this district. They're going to have to... Um, let me pull up their schedule real quick. And again, this is the problem with doing the show alone. Um, the the games... Obviously, they are still going to have some big games still ahead. Um, but their win over Klein Kane is massive. That's a huge win for them. and puts them in the driver's seat for that fourth playoff spot. Now they don't have to chase. But um, what's weird is that they probably need to... First of all, they got to, when they, they got to take care of Oak Ridge, and they got to take care of Klein Forest. Those are the two, te- two games they're going to be favored against. And then the big game, I mean, they're probably going to need one more... I mean, I, I think if they win those two games, they should be sitting pretty. I mean, that would put them at 5-3 and three in district. That should get you in the playoffs. Uh, it would certainly help if they, would, if they would beat the Woodlands in a couple weeks, right? Or they would uh, spring the big upset on Klein Collins. That would help. But, yeah, I, I buy them. I think, I think what Cedric Hardman's done there at Connor is really impressive. Uh, that's very good. Okay, well, we'll do a couple more here. Let's see if I can find some questions. Uh, Rusty Nick says, uh, Dish has added Fox Sports back on. That's true. Uh, so you can stop tweeting me about it. Everyone, so there was this big dispute between Dish Network and Fox Sports and Fox. And everyone decided to tweet me about it. Guys, I have so little power. You have no idea how little power I have at Fox. I am a meat puppet. I just show up and they go, do, 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 pull the strings. Um, Allison Brown, do you think Tyler Lee can keep it up in the second half of the playoffs? Will they make a run? Uh, or in the second half of the season, will they make a run um, in the playoffs? I am really intrigued by Tyler Lee. Um, and I'll tell you why. I think that Tyler Lee is not a flash in the pan. I think that their I think their defense has made a pretty sizable step forward, and when you take a look at that district now, look big challenge still ahead. Still got Longview, still got Rockwall, right? Those are the big ones. But when you take a look at their district, they're probably going to the Division Two bracket. That's where you want to live, right? And they've got a chance to be the number one seed in the Division Two bracket, um, which could set up pretty well, especially if you think, like I do, that District Twelve is a little bit down this year which is the Temple Belton Midway Killeen District. You think that's down a little bit. Um, you're not going to run into Allen, right? Suddenly, yeah, why not the Red Raiders? Uh, I, I am, I'm very interested in them. Um, count me intrigued by them as a sleeper, potentially, in the playoffs. Elsewhere, other, dis- other questions. Uh, Tex Andrews asks, thoughts on Deer Park and North Shore? Um, Deer Park's had a really nice year. I think North Shore is going to win the game. I'm trying to be nice about it. Jesse L.C. White, one more question from him. Surprisingly, Palmer, Bulldogs 5-0, and and Mildred Eagles 5-0 and going at it tonight. Uh, he is right. This is the most low-key, under-the-radar un- battle of undefeated uh, in the state tonight. Um, and it's kind of strength on strength. Mildred's offense has been great. They've been really, really solid. And Palmer's defense has been straight up beating people up this year. That's the big matchup in this one. But I lean towards Palmer for a couple of reasons. One, I have questions about Mildred's schedule so far. Um, I think that they have maybe gotten through some teams that they are just a lot better than. The other thing is that I think that Palmer's offense is going to be able to move the ball. And that could be the difference. If, if Palmer and Palmer's defense and Mildred's offense plays to a draw... Palmer's offense, I think, then could be the, the thing that puts it, pushes them over the top. We'll do three more questions. Blah, 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 blah. Let's go. Up, 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 up. Ah, Rusty Nixas. Second question. Looking ahead, do you think there are going to be any shakeups or surprises in February where the new numbers come out? 
let me tell you what, Rusty. You don't have to wait until February because Snapshot Day is in a couple of weeks. Uh, that is, Snapshot Day, for those who don't know, that is when the UIL collects the student enrollment numbers for each school. And we get our first look at what the breakdown of what what the enrollments are for each school. So we will have a pretty good idea based on that of at least the the, the classification splits. Who feels like they're going up? Who feels like they're going down? Things like that. So... Uh, I believe that's in October 25th, maybe, the snapshot day. That's when we'll have complete coverage at textfootball.com. Matt Stepp's going to be collecting numbers all day. Uh, and you'll be able to see what the enrollment numbers are that people turn in. That is going to be the first look we have at realignment. And we'll probably do some bonus podcasts and bonus content for insiders on that. So that is what you call a vertical tease. Horizontal tease. Something like that. All right. Um, Charles Davenport asks, in your opinion, in District 15-6A, where no, there, no one is undefeated in district play, does that help or hurt teams t- more towards the playoffs? It's interesting. I don't know if it necessarily has an impact on, on the playoffs in the sense that helping or hurting teams. I, I will say this. When you take a look at District 15-6A, I think that that is a, a case where you have a lot of teams that have a lot of parity. They're a lot closer. There are some districts where all the teams are bad, and so they just kind of all beat up on each other. Um, but I also think that there is an advantage in playing difficult games down the stretch, meaningful games, getting in the habit of playing games that matter. Um, I think that football is a habitual thing. And so I think that if you are, uh, I think those teams are thankful to be playing games that matter in week eight, week nine, week 10, hopefully so that they can play games that matter in week, week 12, week 13, week 14. So that is it. We'll do two more. Let's see if I can find two more. Um, looking for two more. Michael Allen Lockard asks, "How far do you see Springtown going this year?" Um, well, pretty far. I think Springtown's really good. Um, I think what Brian Hewlett's done is is very, uh, very impressive, and we know that they've got the dude, right? We know they've got the running back. Uh, they've got uh, they've got Cameron Rickett, who was sensational last year, has been sensational again this year. Now they got to get out of their own district, and that is a district with three undefeated teams right now, by the way, in Springtown, Gainesville, and Decatur. Um, they got to get out of their own district. But what's interesting is, remember, they are in 4A Division One Region 4. That is the region that only has 18 teams in it. There's three four-team districts, and then, and then District 4, which is a six-team district. Um, and if you look up and down... Division one. Now there are a lot of undefeated teams, right? Dumas is undefeated. Canyon's undefeated. Uh, you've got Andrews sitting at five and one. You've got Seminole sitting at four and two. You've got good teams out there. The Clint teams have out there in way West Texas have been very surprising. But I think that there is a fair argument to be say to 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 be made that if you get out of your own district and you win that district, you're the favorite to come out of that region which would put you in a semifinal. Now look, at that point, you're running into whoever comes out of the absolute murder town that is Region 2, uh, and you're going to be an underdog to pretty much anybody out who comes out of there. But if it's Springtown, and it could be Springtown, why not Why not the Porcupines? Why not Pojo? I'm interested. All right, last one. Let me find one more. And then we'll wrap this thing up. That's a generic question. Oh. I will say this. This is not a question, but worth up. Hector Rio says, tell Ashley free money is the best segment on the show. Finally, let's get to one one more question. Let's see. 
Oh, one more question. Um, no, I can't find any more questions. A lot of snapshot questions. I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Um, oh, we will talk about one one more thing about that. It's that tonight is. Um, but while we wrap it up, tonight's Lake Travis and Westlake. All right, Battle of the Lakes, big game down there. I mentioned it in the picks video. What's interesting is that this is a game we put a lot of import in, but from a playoff perspective, there's almost no. In fact, I mean, there's not no implications. Every game matters, but almost no implications uh, in that game. I think I picked Westlake. Because I think their defense is going to be the difference in this one. Um, and remember last year, Westlake beat the brakes off of Lake Travis. It was really impressive. Um, I think that my one question is, can they find a rhythm offensively? They go with the three-quarterback system. I'm not a fan of the three-quarterback system. I'm not a fan of the two-quarterback system. I, I like having a guy that is your guy. Um, 